Welcome to another episode of Called Bank Sports. Um, I, the Jazz are doing great, so I think I think there's reason to celebrate. <laughs> we're seven and one, best record through eight games, uh, which is a lot better than we were last season through eight games. So, um, and there's some news to talk about with the Jazz. We have a couple injuries. We have a back-to-back coming up this weekend, uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, talk about the upcoming schedule, but overall, ratings-wise. Through eight games, the Jazz look like an elite team, just like they looked last season. So uh, what are your thoughts so far, Nate? Yeah, I'm really happy with the first eight games, but I'm kind of tentatively, like you said, um, the Jazz are looking a lot better through the first eight games last year. And I hope that that continues, but we've seen that there can be a turnaround at this point. So as the Jazz are looking to possibly not have um, Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal, in some of the upcoming games, that's definitely concerning. But overall, um, it's awesome to be at the top of the West right now. You do have the Warriors who are in second place, but that's only because they've played one less game. And personally, um, I am floored with how well Golden State has been doing. I um, Definitely a lot of people who are going to lose money on betting against the Warriors, I feel like, this year. But it's been great to just see the Jazz um, continue to fight. And to watch them win games with defense. Um, they have been putting up a, a decent amount of points, but their three-point shooting has been abysmal this year so far. I think the only game they've shot over 40% was last night against the Hawks. And you've had players like um, Royce O'Neal, who is currently kind of in a slump. Jordan Clarkson, who missed 24 or 25 straight three-pointers before coming alive and the Hawks game in the second half to win the game for the jazz and really just kind of seeing when they can get it all together since they've won seven games, but those haven't been super pretty games and a win is the most important thing, but I do want to see the jazz have a more unified attack and to be a bit more dominant um, when it comes to point differential, like they were last year. Yeah. And because there was that stretch last year where they just took off, uh, it felt like every game was a blowout and we were shocked if the game was ever within 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um, I would love to see a lot more of that this year, but even though they've been shooting bad, uh, their turnover problems have kept on. Uh, that, that's been a problem for a long time. Even with those, they've only lost one game. Uh, they even they, they beat the Hawks, which the Hawks are a good team without Donovan Mitchell and are are point differentials are still looking really good compared to every other team in the league. So I'm, I don't think the shooting slump will last for a long term for a long time. And the second that it starts clicking for the whole team, then we're going to start seeing a lot more of those blowouts. And um, it might take a little bit longer, which I'm okay. I'm okay. As long as we're still winning games, uh, because I'm, I imagine when Rudy Gay comes back in, there's going to be a, le- a learning curve. Well, not back in, but in for the first time. Yeah, be a learning curve there. Um, but if the Jazz get a top three seed, I don't think it's a huge advantage whether they're third or second or first in the West. I think that they're going to play a tough first round as long as they're ready for the playoffs. That's what I care about. I agree with you there. And I think a lot of people are talking about um, when Rudy Gay comes back, just the Jazz are going to dominate, which I would hope so. And if bringing in a player who's going... um and if any player is going to have a minimal impact on the team, it is going to be Rudy Gay, who's playing kind of in that ninth man, eighth man spot on their rotation. He's not going to be super vital, 
um, in the sense of like, he's coming in as a starter. Right. But again, I mean, you need a nine man deep team or 10 man deep team to be able to be a title contender. Like you can't have that ninth spot, just be some, some random. Um, I'm trying to think of another name. I was going to say some random Joe, but I, I very much like the Jazz's random Joe. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think that'll be good. But like you said, it is going to kind of cause a learning curve. But at the same time, I mean, the Jazz have been playing a decent amount with Hassan, um, Pascal, um, Forrest, and Butler, and hasn't been the cleanest minutes. It, I, I, but again, I mean, it's been pretty solid with them out on the court, especially Whiteside. Yeah, and Whiteside's been killing it. Which I feel like I feel like I need to point out Whiteside's performance a little more because I was really hesitant, and I want to show like. Even though I was wrong, I'm excited that he's doing great. But to talk about how deep the Jazz bench is, uh, we talked about this a ton last year. We hit it over and over and over again. Uh, but last year, I think it proved it. And coming into this year, we have an even deeper bench. We have the the sixth man of the year, the runner-up for sixth man of the year. We have Rudy Gay, who scored 12 points coming off the bench last year. We have Hassan Whiteside, who has been just a not quite as good Rudy Gobert so far this year. He's He's been filling his assignment perfectly. And then we have players like Pascal, who I'm I'm fine seeing him play in the, in the playoffs. Like, he can... He, he He's not going to come in and go crazy, but he hustles. He plays good basketball. He doesn't make mistakes. Uh, there's other players like that I like seeing minutes from. So I think we have a, a deep bench, and when come playoff time, we'll have that a really solid nine man rotation and, and our 10th man isn't bad either. Yeah. And speaking of players, I feel like Royce O'Neal um, needs a shout out for just continually being good. His three point shooting is struggling a bit this year. Like a lot of other players, not just on the jazz, but in the league. Um, but he's been able to do a really good job, just continuing to be a lockdown defender. And I think a lot of that and something that, makes me even more hopeful in his success down the line um, this season is that he's no longer the Jazz's second leading rebounder. He was consistently, you know, getting seven, eight, nine boards, like not competing per se with Rudy Gobert, but he did have his games where he beat Rudy Gobert for rebounds last year. And this year you have Gobert um, averaging about 17, Hassan averaging about eight, and then you have Bojan, Donovan, Royce O'Neal, all averaging about 4.5. So having other players pick up the slack on rebounding, making it so you pretty much don't always have Gobert or O'Neal getting the board, is hopefully going to kind of spread the load and make it so O'Neal is able to stay in shape and have a bit more gas, um, not just on a game-to-game basis, but on a season basis as well. Yeah, and I... I I hesitate to make this comparison because he's not as he's not nearly at this defensive level, but Royce O'Neal kind of needs to fit in that role of Tony Allen that Tony Allen did for his entire career. And Royce O'Neal, like he has a he has a three point shot, so he's he's more viable on offense than Tony Allen. But Tony Allen would come down and it would be the toughest night for anyone who he guards, and that's kind of where Royce, Royce O'Neal needs to be, even if his box score ends up being. He's averaging five points a game and four rebounds a game. Like uh, he's one of those utility players that he just doesn't show up on the box score. Yeah, but I mean he's vital, right? Since how many times do you look at a starting five and think, oh, all of these players are all stars, or all of these players are just 
and elite NBA players. And the reason for that being is, I mean, the salary cap really hinders you from doing that. And also, like, can you imagine if you had one of the better um, – what is what is Royce play? Is he he ends up being power forward or small forward, kind of mixing with Boyan on that? Like, would Paul George be happy with a Royce O'Neal role if he was on the Jazz? No, no, he wouldn't be. Like, you need a player who's willing to be a starter, but also willing to be that fifth guy. And so, having someone like Royce O'Neal is a big boon for the Jazz. And if he continues to play well, like. I mean, a lot of people talk about Gobert being the Jazz's floor and Mitchell being the Jazz's ceiling. But I'd say, I dare say that Royce, you know, is kind of in there on the ceiling as well, where if he's able to lock down and get some threes up in a game, I'm pretty confident the Jazz are winning that are winning that matchup. Yeah, 100%. Um, speaking of Royce O'Neal, and Donovan Mitchell's always on the mind, always on mind. Um, we have a back-to-back coming up this weekend. Um, and both of the, like, they're both listed as questionable, which, as we kind of discussed before the episode, that probably means we won't see either of them for this back-to-back. Obviously, it's a two it's two games. We've been looking good so far. Uh, what are you looking for this weekend from the Jazz? And, and kind of what are you expecting there? So the one thing I'd say about Royce is I believe... Um, that he was listed as questionable before the Hawks game. So he did play that game. But I definitely do feel that even if we see Donovan tomorrow night, we're not going to see Donovan against Orlando. And we're all well acquainted with Mike Conley playing the most important game typically of a back-to-back. So he'll be playing tomorrow night when the Jazz play the Heat. But I can't imagine seeing him play against Orlando. And Pretty sure the team has made that clear. So my my question is, how bad is the sprain, right? Since if Royce could play on Thursday, but Donovan couldn't, and they're listed with the same injury, I don't think that we're going to see Donovan Mitchell be out for like two, three weeks, right? But it would not surprise me if we don't see him this weekend. Um, and even if we do see him tomorrow, if all of a sudden the Jazz are playing Orlando without two of their five starters and I'm still confident they can pick up a win, but it is kind of concerning that Donovan Mitchell's ankle seems to be aggravating him um, this early on in the season. Yeah. It's it's not like any of his injuries have been huge. Like I know Gobert earlier in his career, um, like it was scary every time Gobert went down because you're like, is he going to be out for the next four months? Uh, luckily, we haven't seen that from Gobert in recent years. Uh, he has gotten a little bit bigger, uh, built some muscles, which has protected him. Donovan Mitchell, we've seen those nagging injuries. And I'm kind of curious, like, is it just like, because last time he stayed out a long time and there's kind of drama. He wanted to come back earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so I'm Donovan Mitchell's injuries are going to be something interesting to follow. I don't think it's going to be a huge concern. But then again, you always play the what if game in the NBA. What if Donovan Mitchell was healthy all through the playoffs last year? And could they, could he have pulled, pulled out the Clipper series? Like, and the what if game is rough, but you always need to like, think about that and think about like, even if this is a minor sprain, 
I feel like the Jazz are kind of balanced in this thing where they want to make sure he comes back when he's actually 100% with zero risk of re-injury and making it worse. But they also yeah. want to balance the relationship with Mitchell because he wants to play. Um, so whoever makes that call is kind of walking a tightrope here and uh, trying to get the Jazz to a championship. Yeah, well, I mean, looking at the Hawks game, I don't believe that Donovan wouldn't play in that game um, or wouldn't be rested in that game per se. But at the same time, the Hawks had just lost to the Nets in Brooklyn and had to fly down to Atlanta to play a home game. So it's a home game, but if you are going to rest Donovan, that's possible. I mean, it's a slightly better game to rest him. Again, I don't think that's the case, but you are right about where is this ankle going to take him? I I believe he came out um, at some point either after this, I think after the season and said, yeah, my ankle, um, even during the regular season when I wasn't playing, was a lot worse than the team was saying. So, and obviously we saw him re-aggravate it in the Clippers series. And like you said, playing the what-if game doesn't really get you anywhere. But then all of a sudden you look at the Bucks last year who had played the what-if game for the previous two seasons and then got to play the what-if game last year. Or, oh, what if KD, instead of taking a three-pointer, his foot's on the line and all of a sudden we're in overtime? Like, what if instead of the 76ers making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, the Atlanta Hawks make it there? Like, you know, what if we end up playing the Suns and Chris Paul's injured? And all of a sudden, all those what ifs stacked up and Giannis has a ring. And I mean, as a Jazz fan, yes, I'd prefer to play every team healthy and, you know, earn that ring. But at the same time, I want the I want to see the Jazz win the Finals. So even if there's a big asterisk there, I, I want that finals here in Utah. And I'm I'm fine playing a what-if game one season if it actually works out. Yeah, and if you're going to have an asterisk championship, I think now is one of the best times to have one. Uh, <laughs> every championship is great for every team, but we've had yeah. so much asterisk talk that we've all kind of got to kind of come to the realization that every championship has one. So people people will play that game, but I think the players around the league will respect whoever the champion is and i i think uh yeah. kevin durant kind of kind of led that with he he sees the bucks as the champions he, and he said hey even if we beat the bucks there's no promise we would even win the championship so he's like stuff happens like you you, you can never just say oh if if james harden like if you had another chance with James Harden healthy in the whole series, like you don't know if he's going to get re-injured or, or what happens. Cause you, you can always put the what if on top of the what if. Yeah. yeah. You can always go down that rabbit hole. So I agree. I, um, in the end, I am thinking that Donovan Mitchell's ankle sprain is probably relatively minor. I haven't seen anything super official from the team and I haven't heard anything from press conferences, but I mean, he was fine in the Kings game. There's, no reason that I've seen anywhere to believe that he did something in that game. And obviously he can do something in practice, but um, I mean, I'm assuming the jazz went and flew out the next morning to Atlanta and then practiced some in Atlanta. Um, so I, if anything, I think it's probably more of a tweak than anything to be super con- concerned about, but we'll see that um, over this weekend. If he doesn't play against the Heat, I don't think he'll play against Orlando. So um, if he doesn't play tomorrow, which begins to be a bit more concerning, I think the real question ends up being when Atlanta comes to Salt Lake next Tuesday. 
to see if Donovan's playing. And if he's not, then it's definitely a lot more serious than anyone's led on to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always tricky and there's going to be lots of news about the star when they're injured. But um, like you said, I don't feel it's going to be, I don't feel it's terribly like awful. That's kind of the vibes I'm getting from any news we have, which is there's not much. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what we we hope for. I'm honestly, I'm kind of hoping he just takes the weekend off. Um, uh, you can lo- we can lose a game against the Heat. That's one game. We can beat the Magic, and we can we could beat the Heat without Donovan Mitchell too. That's how well the Jazz are built. Uh, it's just the Heat are really really well, like they're a well built team too. They're they're a tough matchup. So with or without Donovan Mitchell, that's going to be a fun game and a tough game. Yeah. So in the end, that's kind of my takeaway. And again, with my Donovan Mitchell predictions, um, I thought he was going to be back in two weeks after his injury against the Pacers last year. So, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> we we're, we can make our predictions, but we're definitely not doctors and we're definitely not insiders on that. But I'm excited for the heat game tomorrow. That's going to be a big test to see where the Jazz are at and hopefully they can be full force. But if they're not, like you said, they... They still have a shot, but the Heat have been playing incredibly well. They're a super impressive team, so that'll it, it's it'll be an exciting weekend for the Jazz. Um, Orlando withstanding. One hundred percent. Well, with that, like I think it kind of covers us up to where where we're at. Um, next week, uh, it's kind of this kind of for the next few weeks. Um, I don't know how many I didn't check, but we're expect to see the Tuesday Thursday. And then one or two weekend games is kind of like the schedule the Jazz are on for a while, which it's kind of interesting that now they kind of have, um, as an NBA player, normally you're just kind of all over the place. And now they, they kind of have a schedule that they can get into. Um, that's one thing I'm always curious, how, how much that matters for NBA players of getting into a rhythm like that, if it, if it throws them off. Uh, what weeks like if they forget what day of the week it is so <laughs> i don't know how much that matters but I, i'm i don't think it will hurt uh i i think it, at least it will help a little bit so yeah I'm, no I'm it's how that works it's exciting so thank you so much to everyone for watching please um follow us wherever you're at leave a like share the video um see if there's a notifications option and we really appreciate it thanks again and go jazz